Atkinson. Care for a rubdown. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very Yeah, g'day rubbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast where we rub down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You're listening to the Round 13 Rubdown. I'm your host Natty and with me as always running shotgun in the Rubmobile is the stats wizard himself, Walker the Weasel. What's going on mate? Not too much. Fuck, it's been a hectic TLT, uh, a lot of ins and outs, there's obviously the origin. A lot going on in rugby league land, that is rugby for damn sure. Let's uh, let's kick this off with a fucking beer, tear the scab off, a <laughs> eh, Mark uh, Tinicello. You, you were telling me off air yes, how I- desperately you needed a beer. So. <laughs> yep. Ooh. Now, for all the... Um, all the dads out there, they know what I'm talking about here, but I am in the midst of potty training. Uh, yeah, look, it's it's a grind. And I've gone potty training, night shift, potty training, night shift, potty training. So I'm in the fucking trenches, bro. I'm, I'm battling. <laughs> I'm battling. I'll, I'll be honest, though. She is a smart kid and she's picking up really it really well, but... It's just so she t- so she takes after the misses. Well, she does in the sense she's intelligent, but yes. she also takes after her old boy in the fact that to get her to do things, I just say, "I bet you can't do that." Oh. <laughs> you can't. You That's wouldn't hilarious. be able. To, you wouldn't that be is- able. To, Pepsi, I bet you can't do. That. I bet you can't go to the potty. Um, do it all yourself. And she goes. It's almost like she looks at me. She goes, "The fuck, I can't." <laughs> Watch this, Dad. <laughs> Bang! That's pissing the potty, bitch. What now? <laughs> so I'm just, we're just trying to work out how to manipulate, <laughs> manipulate <laughs> and to get her to do things. But nah, oh, it's uh, awesome. the joys of fatherhood, mate. She's um, yeah, she's going well. Oh, that's nice. Now, bro, how'd you go on the weekend? Oh, I did everything but win. Um, mm. So I had a play that um, a spine versus spine bet. Um, and obviously you have turbo, so that got me across the line there. But with turbo going so shit the previous few weeks, so I didn't actually captain him. <laughs> so I end up losing the round. <laughs> I captain fucking Monster. very. That'd be oh. a rare occurrence this week. The yes. turbo owner not winning. Um, yeah. yeah, I saw. Look, I looked at your your matchup. Um, this is obviously before Turbo played, and I was like, "Fuck, you are in some trouble here." Oh, it was in Barney Rubble, and then um, bang, Turbo comes out and just absolutely brains it, looking like the Turbo of old. But yeah, and this is how close our league is. You've lost and you've tumbled all the way down to eighth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unbelievable. But, I, but I'm, Unbelievable. One, I'm, one, I'm one win away from like, <clears throat> like I think fourth. So yeah, yeah. I'm not overly concerned. Third, yeah. The third, yeah. Yeah, you can get up to the third. Um, yeah, I mean, fuck, we're all right. We're all right, okay. I had a loss as well. I lost to the Garrick and Fafita owner. Oof. Yeah. So, he's, he's, he's a bit of a dark horse as well. But also, uh, I had Harry Grant as my captain. And we talked about this last round yeah. when we were like, yep, the armband's going to be on Grant. The armband's going to be on Munster. Fucking easy. Stats, stats, stats. They never lie. Well, they did this week, didn't they? Because yeah. 
fucking it was just a, it, 34. It was, <sighs> it was just a, an odd sort of game with how it, how it played out because, look, they attacked a lot through the right, and yet Hughes didn't brain it either. So there was a lot of a lot of plays going through Weird. Um, through Meany. There were a lot of plays going through Eli Katoa. But yeah, the halves kind of missed out of the the action a little bit. So I was devastated that <laughs> fucking Munster scored like thirty nine with a try. It yeah. was um, he's obviously carrying that rib injury, and I didn't know pre game that that was the case. Otherwise, I would have I would have gone the turbo um, turbo play. But oh well. Yep. That completely yeah, fucked right. me. Grant, 34, that's 68, captained. You're never going to win a game when that happens. But um, the big story for me, the bi- there's a couple of big stories for the bros at the moment. One is losing Scott Drinkwater in a bet gave Riso the choice of who he wanted to give me, Chris or Buller. He goes, oh, I'll, I'll keep Chris, Jewel. Yep, sweet, gives me Buller. The future, the future immortal, mortal, Jerome Buller comes out and scores 124. And I, I was, I forget what I was doing, but I wasn't watching this game. And people are texting me, going, oh, "Mate, did you play Buller? How, how good's Buller?" And I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Check, he's like at on 90, 60 minutes into the game. I was like, yeah. "Holy hell, this kid must be absolutely braining it." Turn it on, and he's just doing everything. And then Riso messages me after the game, and he's like, "Yeah, look, I don't." What did he say to me? He goes, I- "I'm easy either way, drink water or Buller." I'm like, "Oh, bro, the trade's done." <laughs> there's, there's there's no trade backs. The, what is he? Did the, he actually say that? the trade's done, bro? <laughs> oh. It is done. Skis oh. Buller's my boy, Captain Buller. Buller, Buller, yo. The one thing <laughs> I will say about that is, um, I think even the great man Scott Minto could have scored a ton against that Cowboys defense. That's so, true. This kid does look special, though, doesn't he? He look, I, and I, I was on um, Riso's case to actually bring him in um, to begin with. Because I, I could see in the first couple of games that, that there was something about him and he's got a really good floor um, to work from. And it was just when the attacking stats started to build, he get, started to get the try assist, I was like, mm. yeah, on to something here. He'll take a and, lot of confidence out of that game as he well. Will. So He will. And he, um, and he needed it too. And what about the other guy I lost in a, 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 a bet is Lachlan oh, Miller. Miller. He'll oh, be yeah. playing North Sydney Bears next week. <laughs> no, no. He's um he's on the bench. Oh, is he? Yeah, so he's um he's going to be right on the bench. He's probably going to play through Hooker, I'd imagine, giving um Phoenix Cross on a bit of a spell. So I'm not I'm not winning things here, but I'm not losing big either, which no. is well, I'll take that as a win. You would have you would have been losing. Um, you would have been losing a lot more if, if I, had, if I had kept him. Yeah, yeah, I kept exactly. him. Yeah. So yeah, things looking up. I feel like the gods are on my side at the moment. A little bit oh. smiling in my favour at the moment. And I just gotta just keep making sacrifices, keep praying to the gods, just <laughs> don't, try not to piss them off. Yeah. Super coach, I mean, she's a fickle beat beast. She'll she'll get you. I've I've played a bit of my way back into the season, so I picked up um very unlike you, Blake, Blake Braley. Yeah, that's so nice. normally normally I'd look, I'd I'd look to trade or wave my way out of the situation. I've looked, I've gone the other way this year. So it's, You've done very well. Val Holmes, so Cam Munster, and Blake Braley all won in player bets. Mm, I mean, you can't yep. lose it from here, mate. Well, I, I can most certainly lose it. I've already <laughs> lost. I've already lost two of my top five. I've, I've just I've backfilled. That's all. 
Yeah. Oh, you've definitely upgraded. Even if you didn't win Blake Braley, I think- uh, oh, I was in a better position than when I started. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, if you were, if you were to say trading Jaden Braley and um, Dewey. and Dewey for Munster and Val oh, Holmes, no you take no that heartbeat. trade every day yeah, of the no, week. So no, it's a de- no it's a definite upgrade. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's just one thing I, I'll have to ride out because um, I've got like a pretty good squad, not just in Supercoach but also just actual NRL. So I'm losing a lot of players through the um, the buy period when the origin mm. period's on. So that's something I'm going to have to navigate because I haven't gone as well in matchups in the last month than I, I was tracking um, earlier in the season. So speaking of, I need to get some Ws. I've got you this week, and in all honesty, mate, it is dire straits here. So but I, it, it, it's like it, it's like the bad versus the worse. Yeah, it does. It's, it's not, not looking. It's good not. Here. It's not. It's not going to be the clash of the titans. That's for sure. No, I, I will most likely have one, three, and it looks like you've got one, two, three, three. Yeah, three versus three. So it's um, Jack it's DeBellin, be, Tomoko, and, and Hopgood versus it's gonna, it's Mam, gonna be the cl- Mazu, and Elliot. It's going to be the clash of the captains. Yeah, for 100%, sure. 100%. 100%. Hop good. You've got some... Yeah, your players are definitely better than mine, but... I don't know. Like, I, I do... I, I've said it before. I do like man. I like the cut of his jib. I haven't liked him the last two weeks. I know that much. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, he's... They've come up against opposition that have just literally stifled their attack. So, he doesn't have the, that strong of a base to actually work from. So. Yeah. You've got the base. I've got the upside. We'll see how yes. it all plays yeah. out there. Well, I mean, Hopgood's got upside too, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. Oh, big Joe Offengawi comes in. <laughs> Everyone's every all the Hopgood owners are going. How good's this? There's injuries. There's blokes playing Origin. Oh wait, Joe Offengawi just just <laughs> rocks through the door. Yeah, exactly. Give me a fucking uh, break. Um, He'll still score. Like just just when just when we thought like his position's safe and all that sort of stuff. I mean. Like reading into it, they're going to be using Joe Offer through the middle mm. anyway. Yeah. Um. At prop, so they've they've selected him at prop this week, and they're more than likely going to going to use him in the forward rotation. It's a really smart play because they lose a lot of steam when they when they change RCG and Paulo, and you can see that in games the momentum really shifts um, at that first change, and I think putting Joe Offer in um, just helps level it out a bit more. So yep. it's a really good pickup. Really good pick up. Um, we'll touch on the Origin teams. I mean, there's a million podcasts out there that guys you can listen to where they go through all the selections. Just give me your 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 favourite pick and your most surprise pick out of the two teams. Uh, surprise pick was actually a non-pick. Um, was Dan Gay guy? Uh, mm. I was. I'm genuinely shocked that he didn't make the um, the the side. Yep. Um, also. Another one, another center on the other side, um, Cam- um, Campbell Graham. Uh, I thought he was going to get selected to start. I think if he was selected to start, he would have um, he would have obviously gone into camp and, and pushed through. But being 18th man, it just doesn't make sense. Well, it sounds as though he's got a sternum injury and he's yeah. been um, lightening his load in training at the start of the week to get through to, get be, to be right by game yeah. day. And it sounds like the Blues were just like, nah, look, if you're not 100% good to go, then you might have to sit out. 
And it's interesting that like they they would have called most of the players on Sunday night. Mm. So to come out, announce the team a him as 18th man, and then do a backstab and weird. change it up, it is a little bit weird. Um, just goes to show that um, sometimes New South Wales aren't exactly the um, the most aligned <laughs> when it comes to state of origin. Mate, TPJ was a big one for me. Crazy. Uh, mm. I, there's a few blokes I'd have ahead him. Uh, in one hand, I'm sort of like, look, I don't know how he's going to go. Like, he gives away penalties. He can fall off tackles. His discipline's down. But the other way, I, I'm keen they to see it happen. Well, I'm just like, there's going to be a blue. Like, yeah. he's coming in. He's an absolute fucking psychopath, which yeah. is just going to be fantastic, especially because Queensland are running out with Flegler to start. Flegler versus TPJ. I mean, yes, please. Mm. Love that. Love everything about it. And one of my favorite picks was uh, Gilbert. Oh, yeah. And look, I was a bit surprised that they, they picked him rather than the forward rotation, they put him in at, um, at, at the edge. Yep. I would, have, I would have gone the other way. I would have actually put Tino in there. Um, Tino's got a lot of size and he's got a lot of goals as well with his line running. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Look, uh, it's, hard, it's hard, to, hard to back against a team that has two probably future immortals in mm. uh, Turbo and... Um, Latrell. It's the Ford pack versus their backs, really, isn't it? It's yeah, it's going to be a great game. I'm looking forward to it. I'll, yeah, look, it's hard to sort of sit here and throw shade at any of the picks. There's a couple of eyebrow-raising ones, but oh, one of it the, all looks like, good. One, one of the ones that um, a lot of people are talking about is the, the Ponga to Walsh thing. and like It's just the thing that makes sense. He did get I mean, knocked what, out on the weekend. Like he, he, got, he got knocked out on the weekend. Well, he got a head knock on the weekend. He's been back for two games. Yes, he's brained in one, but he almost got brained in the other. Um, and look, he just needs to play consistent footy um, for the next few weeks just to get himself back in the mode. Like, also, I think part of the shift for Ponga going back to fullback, it, like, he's probably had a call from um, Billy on Sunday night just to let him know look, you've got the issues with the head knocks, obviously. But there's also you're not playing at fullback at the moment, and we haven't really seen enough of you this season to warrant selection. Yeah, and I said I said it all the way through that game. And I was watching with some of the boys, and I was like, I don't know why they don't play him at fullback in defence. Get him out of the front line. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's no there's no reason why in defence they can't just shift him at, at fullback because look in in attack, yeah, he can drift in, and then you you can flip flop between him and Miller. And like he doesn't even need to run the ball back. Just have Marzu come in behind him, pass the ball to Marzu. He'll run it up. I mean, it's just he needs the to, sa- he, he needs he needs to have a look at how Latrell plays. So mm. what Latrell will do, he positions himself in such a way that he'll catch the ball. He'll get his his winger to come up. He, he, how many hit ups does um, uh, does Latrell do a game from well, fullback? Maybe from fullback. two or three. Yeah, and that's, yeah. and that's, that's a, a big that's game. Only, that's only when he's not in passing distance to any other player. And sometimes, even if he isn't, he'll f- like pass the ball thirty meters across to his winger just so he doesn't have to run it back. Yeah, and that's and that's for him. That's a workload. Um, yeah, management thing. But from a from Ponga's perspective, it's obviously to minimise the risk of a head knock. If you're a KP owner, you want Walsh to come out and kill it in this first game and put a fire mm. under KP's ass and just watch him respond. Because I've got a feeling he might feel a little bit dusted here 
with Walsh having the number one on his back. Oh yeah, and I can. He's not a guy that you'd want to back against. No, for sure. I reckon he's got some big games ahead of him over the next sort of month or so. KP, if he can stay on the park and stay conscious, uh, don't don't we need it for the listener league? Ooh, we need a lot of things <laughs> to go our way in the listener league. Oh, All right, bro. Let's get into some injuries. I'm still alive, but I'm very badly injured. So, head knock. So, we obviously had KP. He did uh, pass his HIA assessment, came back on all good. He'll be playing this week, but it was always something to keep an eye on with Kalen Ponga and Andrew Davey with the head knock as well. He's out. Some other injuries Cam Munster rib i think it's a broken rib actually or a broken or so, a, something with his cartilage or something's going on there where he's actually getting two pain um needles again one through the front and one through his back so he's oh, banged up mad dog at the moment you know he's going to play through but i will say this the yeah, thing to keep mani- they'll have to manage his minutes then the keep at he, some point he'll be rested He'll be rested a couple of games. You just don't know when it's going to be. But these niggles are starting to pile up. He's obviously going to play every minute of every Origin game if he can. If he has to fucking stand there and become a voodoo doll and have a 1,000 pins put in him, he will. But on the other side of that, when he comes out of the Origin arena, you might see him miss some game time just to get on top of these niggling injuries, especially rib stuff that just must be and it's, fucked. It's, it's one of those things we know, we know from history that he is an incredibly fast healer. It'll only take him a week to get back um, back into the swing of things or maybe even two weeks. Yeah, it's 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 something as an owner I'm not I'm entirely worried about. For classic though, it is a huge issue. Mm, for sure. Um, and then Sean Lane, yep. Uh, I don't know what I was reading last podcast. I must have, I must have been reading a post that was like early on, but yeah, it's six to eight weeks, so definitely um, not as uh, minimal as I thought it was going to be. So Sean Lane is definitely out of my sight. I can't carry people for that long. I'm carrying enough as it is. Yeah, you're uh, the walking wounded. I know. Cheese broken thumb seven weeks. Great for the chooks. See how we attack now <laughs> with actually a, a dummy half that can pass the ball off the ground. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Madison uh, with a calf injury. He's one to monitor. Ben Travojevic, hammy, poor Benny. Oh, it's just like he's just come back. Yeah. It's just not fair, is it? No, up to eight weeks he's going to be it's out. Fucked. And his brother, Jakey, calf, old man injury. He's going to be out for up to mm. six weeks. And then one to keep an eye on, of course, is Campbell Graham with the sternum. They reckon he'll play, uh, but obviously there is an injury cloud over Campbell Graham. So... Always, if you you got Campbell in your team, keep an eye on team list an hour before kickoff just to make sure he's not a late withdrawal. Some other injuries and ones to watch. You've got Eli Katoa, AC joint in his shoulder. Um, we'll see how that goes. Nas with his rib cartilage, again, aggravating that. Jack mm. Bird had knee soreness, so I'm not exactly and that's sure. A huge, that's a huge concern for a guy who's had three mm. ACL Ricos and, like, MCL issues and all sorts of stuff, one to definitely watch. Exactly, yeah. Keep an eye on him. And, of course, KP with his head knocks. Suspensions. Mm. Vic Radley makes the the list again. Three to four matches there for him. Felice Cafusi, three to four matches for him. Uh, Elliot Whitehead, I I couldn't find out how many matches he's out for. I think it's just one, but, yeah, he's suspended for this round. Um, I think another another, uh, one to watch um, is obviously going to be Campbell Graham. Um, I just said that. he, He might be laid out. Are you serious? Yeah. I just spent I'm, five I'm, minutes talking about him. 
Yeah, I know, but that was that, yeah, never mind. It was just that I go, Campbell Graham, keep an eye on him with that sternum. <laughs> an hour before kickoff. I was looking at. I was looking at. I don't listen to what you're saying. Oh God, you should, because I'm running no one, the podcast. No one does. No one does. <laughs> it's a good idea to know when to come in and talk when the guys running the podcast is talking. Just to, we've only been doing it for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Hey, we're, we're to- totally professional. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, some blokes returning from injury. Luke Thompson, he's looking at a range between around fourteen and twenty. Jason Tumlow is getting very close, around thirteen to fifteen. Isaac Tago coming back from that peck, rounds fourteen to fifteen. Keon Kolamatangi could be a late in this week, rounds thirteen to sixteen. Same, same. Yeah, I think it's it's one with um, Luke Thompson. There was something released by Phil Gould to say that the um, the recovery has been a lot slower than expected. Mm. So it's probably going to be closer to the 20 than it will be to the 14 uh, and round. And Brian, the NRL physio, hates this injury, this foot injury, um, and he doesn't like his performance mm. to, to hit its strap straight away either. So probably not a guy that you want to stash if, you, if your bench spots are at a premium. Uh, yeah. Connor Watson, round 17 to 22. Uh, good things for the Chooks. Toops, Walker, Manu, JWH, all set for a round 14 return. Yeah. So that's huge. Hopefully, for fucking my sake, Sam Walker is named. Please, God. Please. Uh, Luke Metcalf. Bang, he's back. He is back. I had him on this list, um, obviously returning via New South Wales Cup. But um, yeah. yeah, just scored a, scored a try too. Yeah, like he, he looked really, really good. Really good. Um, one thing I would say, going back to Connor Watson, uh, I was listening to the NRL Physio podcast and he did mention, well, they both mentioned that um, even on return, Connor Watson's output is going to be pretty poor um, this season. So he's probably not one you'd be looking at for super coach, but Definitely buy cheap um, for next season. So mm. if you're going to keep it, keep a league, you might be one to maybe put on your bench or something like that just to carry across, but don't expect much out of him this season. Yep, for sure. And then the last one, Ryan Pappenhausen. Someone said July. I think that was Brian uh, when I was listening to his podcast. Uh, it looks like he's hit all these markers for his strength. So he's evened up that strength work from leg to leg, which just means he used, used, needs to work on his change of direction and contact. So if he comes back in July, you would think Supercoach finals looking likely, which is... Are we, are we talking about um, 2023? Yeah, bud. 2023, chump. Okay. 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 Yeah, bud. Do you want to make a bet? Do you want to make a bet that he returns this year? Or? <laughs> There's no... Like, you, you win. No. Yeah, yeah, because he will. My, He'll be back, my, baby. My my victory is is you getting hurt. <laughs> He'll be back, and your your victory is. You I've know. I said this after draft day. Only need him for the finals. Yeah, I think come to come for the finals. All you have him for, and look, if you're happy taking a bench player into the finals, that's that's awesome. Easy. I forgot he's there. I forget he's even in my side. Um, I go, oh, that's right. I've got. I think Bellamy's of, forgotten he exists. I've got one of the best super coach players sitting on my bench. Waiting to come back for finals. Fuck. Could work out very nicely. Could work out very nicely. It and could. if it doesn't... It could. It could, honestly. It could. And if it doesn't, my team looks good anyway. It's winning games. It's doing well. It is. All right. Let's do it. 
Let's get into round 13. Rub down some of these games, baby. Stats, records, rankings, weather. I know the team. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human lock. I know these players. All you got to do is bet on the win. I know this wonderful game called football. Let's get on with a rub down. Oh, fuck yeah. Now, obviously, this is, an, is a short Round, only five games with a lot of buys. You've got Dogs, Panthers, Roosters, Sharks, Storm, Titans, Tigers, all with the buy. Now, I know a lot of you probably don't play the buy, but then again, a lot of you probably do. I will say this. If you're coming at the bottom end of your ladder, these are cheap wins. If you, You've obviously yes. got a team that have expendable players because if you, didn't, if you had a team that didn't have expendable players, you'd be higher on the fucking ladder, let's be honest. <laughs> so... Now's the time to get cheap wins. Hit the waivers, hit the free agents, fill a team. All you have to do is have more fucking dicks out in the field than the other bloke. And you should get a win. That's a poetic way to put it, mate. Yep. So (laughs) cheap wins, cheap wins. So just think about that. Uh, all right, let's get in the first game. Thursday, 7.50 p.m., Fins versus Dragons, KO Stadium. So the Fins are at home. What are the ins and outs here, mate? Take a deep breath and remember, mate, let's keep this a short podcast. <laughs> All right, there's a fuckload here. Um, <laughs> so for the Dragons, Benny Hunt's out on Origin Duty. Uh, Jaden Sullivan comes into the halves, as expected. Jake Bird's, uh, Jack Bird sorry, has been named. He was laid out last week, but he's um, apparently back. Jaden Sewer is out, though, with a bit of a hemi issue. So he's replaced there by BMM, Murdoch Masilla. Um, Blake Glocker-Laurie is out with a hand. No. So um, Francis Molo and um, and Michael Molo, uh, the props, and JDB actually shifts into lock, um, which is an interesting one. It might hurt his hit-up output, which fucking sucks because he always passed before the line. Beliska Spusi's out, um, suspended. Kenny Bromwich comes into the front row forward and Herman Asso comes in a prop. Um, Tom Gilbert and Hammer out on origin duties um, and Ray Stone and Cody Nicarima come in to replace them. Cody Nicarima is shifting into fullback and Milf comes into the halves behind him. And Big Val, he's sitting there, number 17. So he's on the bench. Get him in there. Balance Tarate. Get him in there. Fuck yeah. Um, Val Meninga. This is a kind of a round to try and predict where guys is going to score points. I mean, I mean, like the, the entire, like the structure of all the teams are adjusted in some form. So a lot of the stats that uh, a lot of it, yes, we can read the stats and all that sort of stuff, but most of it's going to be vibe. Yep. For sure. And yeah. So take all these stat, all this stat dribble with a grain of salt, especially with teams that are missing a lot of their guns. Um, for example, Dragons without Ben Hunt, that is going to change their attack dramatically. Oh, heaps. Um, for strengths and weaknesses, though, Finns very unremarkably even on both sides for attack and defense. So a really hard team to read. But on the other side of the ball for the Dragons, they're the polar opposite, extremely dominant right attack and disgustingly weak on their left defense. So I love the Finns' right attack in this matchup. And I think the Dragons' right attack with Lomax uh, back on the right as well. I do like that. Uh, So really tough game to sort of pick. I'll probably take the Dolphins, just just a more gritty team. I think it's going to be a bit of an arm wrestle. 
Uh, I'll probably take the Dolphins 1-12 to here. But yeah, both right attacks for me is where I'll be looking at my try scorers and super coach points being scored. What are the top matchups and sits for this game, bro? I mean, according to the according to the stats, which yeah we just mentioned, we're yeah take it with a grain of salt. Guys take like, take um, it or leave it. Fuck is yeah. No, <laughs> Tessie New apparently has a, a difficult matchup. He's coming up against Makayla Rovalawa. Um, you and I can also has a tough one. He'll be he'll be up against um, Zach Lomax. Uh, then we've got the front row forwards. They've got a tough matchup, but obviously they're um, for the Dolphins. But they're coming up against like an entirely new prop pairing so i wouldn't be taking that as a grain with a grain of salt anyway so jesse brom and herman sasa they could actually be a smoky to play well this round um and sasa has shown that he's got some good ppm this season so might be a bit of a smoky for a plug and play for this week um matt figa as well um yeah they've been defending quite well actually um jermaine Asako for for something new, he's um he's actually conceding uh forty one points to opposing wingers. So yeah, not too bad at all. Uh the only difficulty is that Matt Figue's not been um not been playing that well either. So yeah, we're not really gonna be picking him. Jack DeBellin is one to pick. He's um he's probably a VC option if you've if you've got him. Um they've been the Dolphins have been conceding seventy seven points on average to oppose locks. So definitely a, a really good one to, to pick out. Yeah, I do like Tyrell Sloan here. The Finns con, uh, conceding 83 points per game to fullbacks. And like I said, JDB, mm. he's got the captaincy for the Dragons this week. He'll Finn, grow another leg with that. Yep, Finns conceding 75 points per game to locks. We love that. Or through the middle, doesn't matter. Front row forward, locks. It's, mm. a, it's a terrible matchup for the Finns as it is. But yeah, Shit old game, to be honest. Zach Lomax, um, he looks good. Uh, but for VC options, I'll stick with the right edge, like I said before. If you've got a Sarko, he's probably good for a try there. couple of goals, don't mind him. Uh, JDB as a safe sort of 65, 70-point game, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. Uh, Tyrell Sloan might get you 70 if he crosses for a try. Zach Lomax as well, not bad VC option there. Uh, they're probably the top three, top four for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the top one from my side is probably a Sarko. Yep. Um, with the goal kicking, if there's a bit of a points fest on, which considering the structure changes in both teams defensively, it could end up that way. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd be backing in one of the backs for sure. Sweet, sweet. Uh, anything to add with uh, any moves for draft-wise, picking up players, dropping players, strength of schedule, and like that you want to talk about with these teams? Um, obviously, with um, yeah, with the up- upcoming games, uh, Cody Nikarima is probably a pretty good pickup until uh, Sean O'Sullivan comes back. He's he's obviously been playing in the halves, but been shifted across to fullback. Been scoring really well and playing out of his skin, so. I think the opportunity at fullback is probably going to be uh, who'll take it with both hands. So um, something that I'll be looking at closely. He's available on a lot of waivers under 35% owned, so you can waiver for him. Um, or if he's available after the waiver is clear, a free agent pick up. For sure. I do like that. Um, Zach Lomax, a bit of a buy low scenario here. Moving back onto the right, you know he's got that beautiful right hand flick pass out to the right to the right winger. Him and Michaeli Ravalawa have a really good 
um, combination out there as well. Coming off a few games where he was left out of the side, now coming in, scoring 43. I think he's a nice buy low. I think he'll go on to score well, uh, especially with the Dragons back into the year with their strength of schedule. Also, Hunt coming back off origin. Usually, your stars that are playing in origin, as long as they're healthy, they'll come back and they usually tear it up because the mm, game is just so yeah. much slower than it is over there in origin. So, yeah, I do like Zach Lomax as a sneaky little pickup there. Nice. All right, let's get into the next game. Friday, 8 p.m., Eels v. Cows, Combank Stadium. Ins and outs here, bro. Uh, so another one with a, a lot of big moves. Um, obviously, the the shift across for Joe and Gowie has actually gone through, um, despite despite the CEO from the Tigers saying that no contract has been um, torn up. Ends up that he's been named anyway. Um, so Junior Polo is replaced by him at prop. Uh, Matto and Andrew Davey are out. They're replaced by um, Matt Dury and Luca Moretti. Um, so Matt Dury's uh, filling in in the edge spot. Matt uh, Moretti's on the bench. On the other side of the pitch, Val Holmes, Ruben Cotter, Tom Dearden, and Murray Talongi are all out on origin duty. They're replaced by Zach Laybutt at centre. Jack Jake Granville at lock. Uh, he's played almost every position this yeah, season. He'll do a it's job. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, Robert uh, Robert Darby on the wing and Ben Hampton filling in at five uh, eight. Now Lolo's on the extended bench, so he's he's one to watch out for um, late in the um, late in the piece. He might be a, a late in, which is sorely needed because they are really shorthanded in the um, forwards. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a few never heard of us there in that uh, team list for the Cowboys. Got no oh, idea. Gotcha. Robert Derby, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, and, and it's a real eyebrow raiser from from my perspective because I go through and I have have a punt on because I went when I fill out the team list Tuesday things and I have a punt on who I think is going to come in. They've got like Germant, um, Shibasaki, and guys that actually have NRL experience. Yeah, they've just gone another another direction entirely. Mm. That so, Zach Laybart is, is supposed to be a good gear. The guru, I've heard the guru talk about him. He's one of oh, okay. Guru's Black Book boys. Um, so, yeah, keep a lookout for him. Might be not a bad pick up there. But well, for yeah. strengths and weaknesses for this game, like the Eels would have a really good matchup on their left attack in an ordinary week. But with the cows missing homes and Mazza and everyone else there and everyone playing shithouse anyway, I think it's going to be a bloodbath out there with mm. Dill Brown, Gutho, Sivo. Um, I think they score a lot of points uh, out in their left, the, the Eels. I think they fucking smash the Cowboys. The Cowboys are at sixes and sevens at the moment. Um, for this week, if you've got any of your Eels guns, it's straight up captaincies. Dill Brown, Moses, Gutho, I don't give a fuck. Any of these big boys, Hopgood, fucking who else? Anyone I think, I, I think, in a it, blue jersey? I think um, you could get three or four centuries in this team. Yep. Especially when you when you consider there's four of their key players, like the four key players are out for the Cowboys and they've just come off a absolute shellacking last round against the Cellar Dollars. Yep. And their so, left edge, their their um their right edge defense, sorry, is disgusting when everyone's there, right? Now you've got yeah. a completely new look right edge with fucking Yeah, they're all of them. Uh 
a new left edge. Yeah, a new left yeah. edge. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, coming up, coming up against the right. Well, no, no. I like the eels left edge attack. So, oh no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, I mean, that's the matchup. Even through, even through Panasini. Now, Panasini, um, they've been conceding a shed load of points through the right center position because, yeah, they get dusted up heaps easy because. Um, because they've just been chased. Like Val Holmes has lost so many battles in the last mm. last four or five weeks. I mean, it's. I'm I'm an owner, so I do watch the games when when he is playing. And yeah, he he hasn't been in form um, defensively like you'd normally see. Normally, he holds his own and he fucking owns the owns the battle. But yeah, Wolpers Asini is probably one that I'd be looking at a VC as well. Like mm. um, he's got a real top match up this week. Um, Look, you'd be you'd be sitting. <laughs> you, no one's no one who's playing this round has a luxury of sitting anyone. No. It's, when we're saying when we're saying sit in this position, don't VC them. Don't VC. Don't captain. So guys like Scotty Drinkwater, guys guys like um, Chad Townsend, you'd never do anyway. Um, guys like Halen Lukey, Luciano Lua, all these guys. Yeah, if you've got them, you're obviously playing them. But just don't really see them mm, because that I think is they're going to be up against it. They're yep. going to be up against it this way. I don't mind that Zach Labart as a pickup, obviously blindly just taking Guru's advice, which I do a lot. But mm. um, he is running at Will Pinasini, who we're just talking about. He's pretty good in attack, but fuck. In, in attack, he gives up a lot of points in defense. Oh, he does. A lot of tries are scored around his corridor. So yeah. if this Zach Typ- Labart's- typically, 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 though, it's not the points aren't scored by the opposing right center. It's by the opposing, uh, sorry, the opposing left center. It's the opposing left wing that yep. scores the points. Yep. So, so yep. Tries scored in and around him. So you, mm, you're looking at try assists more looking, than tries. Yeah. So I think that's Robert Darby or, or whatever. But if this Zach Labart kid is um is all that he's cracked up to be, maybe he can give mm. um, Penasini a bit of a bath. Could be anything, I think. I've heard. I've heard a couple of times. He <laughs> can't say that anymore, surely. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he does. <laughs> I think everyone else now is saying it more than he does. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh, well, mate, you you know you've made it when you actually have a shtick like that, when you actually have a oh. quote that people are quoting back to you. So, Would be anything. All the um, power to him. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, um, Cardi, he's obviously going to be one that's um, that's going to be a decent play for the next month to month and a half, uh, especially with Lane being out and a lot of the other injuries in the in the in the um, edge back rowers. Uh, yeah, and Hopgood's just doing Hopgood things. So yeah, yeah, I love I love Sibo, Gutho, Brown, Moses, Hopgood. They're the big ones for me. I'm I love Sibo yeah. this round. I think Sibo gets a double. Obviously, at cool. Combank as well. Um, are, are we going to keep doing a triple double to try to get it? At oh, least it doesn't. Season? It doesn't have to be a triple double. It could be a double double. Could be just a single or, double. Or just Fuck, a, just, just a, test just the waters. Yeah, but that's All one. Right. I, I do like Sibo for a double. Okay. All right, we'll see if we can get another one. I was doing the stats uh, for the Chase Losses podcast, and do you know that 40% of his games at Combank are doubles? That wouldn't surprise me because 100% of his games that he plays there, he scored a try. <laughs> so, yeah. That's, uh, they, they... that's big. It's big. That is big, yeah. baby. That is big. And guess who's marking up against him? Mm-hmm. Mister, mm-hmm. Mister, back against for an ATS. It's the commandment. It's the commandment, it's the, baby. It's the commandment. Kyle felt he will rush in at some point. Yep. And Bailey Simonson is playing out of his skin at the moment. So um, yeah, he's definitely one to. Um, yeah, I think I think even Bailey Simonson is a great plug and play this week. 
Something we should mention as well, there are whispers of Connie Tr- Connor Tracy coming over to the Eels. But not this week. No. Uh, but we did put him down in the waiver wire Patreon sheet, and I also put him out there as a waiver wire pickup on Instagram. People ask him on Instagram, just going, what? What's going on with Tracy? Look, um, Sifatelico is coming back soon, blah, blah, blah. Well, whispers are he is moving to the Eels, and the only reason he would be moving to the Eels is to play in a starting 13 role, because if he wanted to come off the bench or play fucking reserve grade, he would have stayed at the Sharks. Yeah, and even, and even like, Staying at the Sharks, there's no guarantee he'd get a utility spot because um, they have shown that they're not really carrying a utility for a lot of the games. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if he plays left centre and Bally Simonson goes back to the right wing. Yeah, that, that's what that's what I would have picked out for sure. Which is nice. Pick up Connor Tracy. Now he's feeding Marcus Sivo the ball. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that would be absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you're driving to work now and you've just realised that Connor Tracy is free agent, fuck. Pull over. Just ram the fucking car next to you. Get that cunt out of the road. Hit the site. <laughs> get out. Get straight on your free agents. Pick that bad boy up. Connor Tracy. I mean, wow. <laughs> He's I only mean, been back for two games and he just looks so, so sensual. He's I mean, just he's- giving, giving everyone a bath. It's not even his position. He doesn't play centre. And he's just giving cunts a bath. Who did he give a bath to on the weekend? It was hard. it was um it was gay guy. There's a reason why gay guy retired. Single head He retired. He retired gay guy from Origin Football. There you go. Mm. Fuck. Yeah, he's good. Got a big yeah. man crush on Connor. I love him. I will love him, get him up here, I want to buff him. Very buff. Very buff. All right, let's get into the next one. We've got Saturday, 5.30 p.m., uh, Warriors v. Broncos, McLean Park over there in Kiwi land. So with the ins and outs here, love the Warriors coming off a buy up against an depleted Broncos side. They're they're almost almost full strength, I'm bloody concerned. Mm -hmm. So Jackson Ford makes his return. Josh Curran shifts to the bench. Mitch Barnett's not back. Um, Don't know. Um, he put out a post recently to say that he was um, he was ready to return and all that. Obviously, he hasn't come to fruition. Must be either named in reserves or something um, to come back, or to just mention his workload. I suppose Luke Metcalf is um, back from his recovery stint in the US and a successful return via New South Wales Cup. Uh, Dylan Walker makes way for him. I'm not sure whether Dylan Walker's suspended or injured, but, um, yeah, he just wasn't named even in the um, extended bench. Uh, Wade Egan is out, though, um, replaced by Freddie Lussick in the starting side. With no obvious bench hooker, Lussick is a great plug-and-play this week. Um, We don't know how long Wade Egan's out, Mm. so I think it's just a plug-and-play for this round. But uh, Freddie Lussick will will have bulk minutes. Um, Doesn't have an awesome PPM. But he will he will most likely get your fifty points, mm. um, which in this round is like gold. So, yeah. Um, on the other side of the footy, we've got uh, Adam Reynolds coming back from his head knock. Jock Madden goes back to reserves. Selwyn Cobbo, Palin Haas, Reese Walsh, Tom Flegler, and Paddy Carrigan are all out on Origin duty. Um, they're replaced by Dean Mariner on the wing. Corey Jensen 
at front row forward. Tristan Saylor comes in at fullback. I love this pick. Um, he looked really good mm. in um, one of the games that he played in the preseason. Keenan Palacia at front row forward as well, and Kobe Hetherington at lock. Um, no signs of Corey Oates either in. No, yeah, big surprise. In the reserve, even in the reserves or in the starting side. So he surely he comes back soon. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a few buyers coming up for the Bronx, so it's um, yeah, it might be a tough one for any of the owners. Are you looking at moving him on? Yes, yeah, I sort of. I'm getting to the point now where because I'm dropping games that I thought I'd win. Mm, now yeah. it's it's time where it's like okay, you, you, can't, can't, you can't you don't have the luxury of holding those. Sort I of can't players. carry these cunts exactly. So yeah. if it means you know, like I already punted Lane, but if it means Oates has got to go as well, it's it is what it is, and it's it's a it's a tough situation in our league at the moment because of the team makeup but in saying that there is a lot of gold on the waivers and free agents yeah and that's one reason why I do like our team makeup is like there's constantly action on the waivers always yep always 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 movement and there's always oh, not just in my pants either it's um there is a lot there is a lot of action um be it free agents or all waivers so yep. I, I don't think I've spent too long um, past uh, waiver pick 12. So, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah you're just <laughs> smashing it constantly. Um, for strengths and weaknesses here, obviously, like I said, War is coming off a bye, pretty much untouched with the Origin duties as well. Mm. Love them here. They are paying a dollar 42, which is, I actually thought they'd be paying a little bit more. So, don't know. I think they win. I don't think they smash the Broncos. So, maybe the Warriors 1 to 12 is not a bad play here. The Warriors middlemen should have a fucking day out here against the Broncos. No Carrigan, no Flegler, no Haas. Yum. Mate, um, I, I would be putting in ATS on Fennel Blake. Yep. Just the try-scoring machine that is AFB. He is, he's probably paying about $1.20 to score, though. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's definitely he's in that sort of form and coming up against, like, the second, second tier front row forward pack mm. for the Bronx. He's definitely going to take him to town. 100%. Um, I really do like the matchups here for CNK and SJ. Um, the Broncos, the last six rounds, haven't defended that well um, at all. Um, so it's it's definitely one where I think the Broncos might be might be brought to task a little bit. And it's it's tough to say as a as a Broncos fan, but yeah, it's um, it's definitely going to be a tough one for us. And these are the licks you got to take when you've got a good side with good players. You know they're going to be called away for rep duties at some point. Sometimes you just got to take your licks and move on. I think this is I one mean, of the, those the, games. The Flegler pick for the Maroons was a bit of an eye-opener. I wasn't expecting that one. It, but when you think about it more more deeply, you're like, of course. Like, he just screams origin, doesn't he? He is. He, uh, well, I, Same with Gilbert. I like, thought, they just scream he, origin. I thought he was the one who was going to make way for Big Red. Um, mm. But, yeah, they've gone, they've gone for one fiery redhead, so. Yep. Oh, he'll be <laughs> fired sense. up. He'll be fired <laughs> no up, baby. I love the Warriors' right attack in this game. That's where they're yeah. dominant, and that's where the Broncos uh, are weak against right uh, right attack. So I love that there. Um, you know, you might see DWZ crash over uh, in this one, and SJ have a day out in that right attack. 
Broncos should find space on their left attack. Warriors League, 56 points per player per game, two left attacks and 40% of their tries down that edge. So, you know, Ezra Mam with Adam Reynolds in the side, he's a better player. Uh, he should have that left edge firing Herbie Farmworth, Jesse Arthurs. That left edge sort of looks like it hasn't been touched. Do you know what I mean? So that should be where... Yeah. Uh, they they create a little bit of space out there and score some tries. Um, but like you said, love Tristan Saylor as a pickup. He's fucking electric. Um, yeah. Kobe Hetherington with some minutes under his belt should bump out of 55 to 60. So I don't mind him if you need a second rower. But, yeah, I mean, really. Yeah, there's, been a, there's, there's been a few queries as well about like CNK and picking him up. Like if he's available, grab Have him to. immediately. Have to. Like he's he's dual position and like coming up against the Broncos who've conceded seventy points per game to opposed fullbacks. It's yep. You, yeah, I think I think the I think there's going to be a bit of a score happening. I think there's there's going to be a bit of a lack of defense in this game because. Broncos are going to be a bit dishevelled in defence. Uh, I think they've still got the, the troops to to attack well. It's just I think they're going to be a bit flimsy in defence. Yeah, a big one here is Luke Metcalf. Um, he's a pull the car over, pick him up right now if he's a free agent. Mm. Only available five eight. If I'm my memory serves me correctly, I'm pretty sure he is. He is. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, but with five eight being such a shallow position even if you're running a gun 5-8 like Cam Munster or someone like that or Dill Brown fuck not a bad idea to run a second mm. one on your bench just because the the position is fucking scary and you're picking up a guy who's just all class this Metcalf kid is fucking all class so I love him as a pickup anything else mate for matchups uh, from matchups, uh, like I mentioned before, CNK, SJ, DWZ, and uh, Marcelo Montoya um, all have pretty good matchups and all start worthy, obviously. Um, but I, I'd be I'd be looking at a VC probably on SJ if you've got him mm. on the other side on the other side of the uh, the ball. Um, maybe Farnworth, he might have to get involved a little bit more. He, he has shown that when the team needs him, he does. He's the everywhere man. Um, and, yeah, a plug-and-play pickup, Tristan Saylor, um, DWZ if he's available, Marshall Montoya if he's available, um, and, like I mentioned before, Freddie Lussick. Yep. Tohu Harris, AFB, big captaincy options, obviously. You can put mm. the C on them just and just forget about it. I don't mind a VC on Adam Reynolds coming back. I think he, he's up for a big one. A VC on Ezra Mam as well, not a bad idea. But we're looking at... Saturday, 5.30 p.m., so we are running out of games here. So probably from now on, you're looking at captaincy options. Well, not necessarily because um, uh, what are we, game three or game four? We've got two more games to talk about. Well, th- because everyone's got uh, – they have at least one or two players that are playing in their side that have the buy, mm. you, you, can, you can get a VC option in your fourth game. Yeah, Usually. that's a good point. That's a good yeah. shout. You almost, you almost got, um, especially in draft format, you've almost got a free loophole hit. Yeah, uh, that's round, if so. you do have a comfortable captain in the last game. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah, absolutely. But oh. I guess it's one of those things like you, you, you VC someone that you you think is going to go high, they score around that seventy odd mark. Take it. 
Just take, take it, it. Take it this take week. It. Anything over yeah. 70, take it for sure, 100%. Yep. 140 in the skyrocket. Thank you very much. Mm. Easy peasy. All right, let's get into the Saturday 7.35 p.m. game. Bunnies v. Raiders, Acor Stadium. Ins and outs for this one, bro. This one is a bit bit more gentle um, with all the, all the ins and outs, but obviously the Bunnies have three origin representatives. they got Latrell Mitchell, Cam Murray, and Joe Arrow all out. So Blake Taff, Liam Knight, and Shaq Mitchell via the bench uh, comes into the into the side. Um, Campbell Graham has been named despite that sternum injury. We mentioned that before. Huge news with um, Karen Kalomatangi. He's been named on the extended bench, so he um, might be a late in at the expense of either Cheekam or Host. You'd expect it to be Cheekam because he's been playing on that right side. Mm. Um, Hudson Young is the only Raider out um, for Origin. He's replaced by CHN. But there's been a bit of a shift with the positional change um, with Elliot Whitehead being out. They've moved Big Red into the back row. And they've sh- they've shifted Tapane into the vacant lock spot, um, and then Palmolo solo solo goes into the front row forward spot. So don't really know which side Big Red is going to play um, mm. or, or CHN. Um, I, I mean, I've seen CHN play left. I've seen CHN play right. Um, he's he's played probably more um, more left at the Raiders uh, than right because um, Whitehead's been predominantly playing through that right side. So maybe that's how they go. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. I guess it's as good as mine, mate. Yeah. So having a, having a punt on either of those might be might be a bit of a difficult one. But, yeah, I mean, both of these sides are pretty close to full strength. Mm. Um, it's going to be a great uh, game, the, actually. The, the, the big one, like I think having Latrell out, and, and obviously Cam Murray really levels out mm. uh, this match, yes. and I think it's going to be an absolute. This is this one is the one that I'm most looking forward to this yep. round. It's a it's one of those a dollar ninety a piece type games. It's yeah, one to twelve yeah. either way. Um, either team to win by one to twelve is a great bet in this game. To be honest, yeah. Um, yeah. So I do think the Raiders will be strong up the guts in this game, but uh, I, I do like the matchup here. Uh, with the, their left attack. I think the left attack for the Bunnies is going to be on song here with no Luttrell in the side and Cody Walker demanding a lot of the ball. And with Tass and Johnston still in play here, obviously Jacob Host has been playing that left edge as well. So it's all intact. Mm. I do love that left edge to fire up. And the Raiders have been weak on their right edge defense for super coach points and conceding tries. So the matchup is there. Especially, especially down Jordan Rapana's wing. Yep. Holy geez. They've been conceded. Like it's, yeah. I mean, it, last six, last six rounds, they've been going a little bit better, but um, on the other side of the ball, um, Sorry, on on the other uh, other side, other position next to him, um, left to RF, Jacob Host has a really good matchup. Mm. So Raiders have been conceding eighty five points uh, per game in the last six rounds to left to RFs. Obviously, with a new um, a new uh, edge back rower f- fitting him in, into that um, back line, it's it's definitely something where I would be. Could be some defensive play. issues, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The only thing is that Cody Walker hates going short to his back row. Yeah, that is true. And and when they are when they are in a mood and attacking down that edge, 
it's usually going wide and wide quickly. Yeah, the two RF is invisible. Mm, yeah. Um, for the Raiders, their right attack should be on here. Bunny's leaking a whopping fifty six percent of their tries down their left edge defense. So Matty Tomoko, Jordan Rapana, Jamal Fogarty, I think they all have pretty decent games here up against the left edge defense of the Rabbitohs. Like I said. It's going to be a close game. Might be one of those games that just suffocates Supercoach points. I'm not exactly mm. sure. I do like AJ to score in this game just because of that left-edge defense. I think you'll see that classic combo of Cody Walkland and AJ fire up in this game. But I'd be happy, happy to captain Cody Walker in this game. And the other side of the ball, uh, Joey Tapanay playing lock. Thanks for coming. Yum. Mm, yeah. And look, I, I think Damien Cook is definitely the um, the man who's going to be on a mission. Um, oh, you're there's, right. There's two, yeah. guys, there's two guys that are probably pissed off about the selection. What the fuck's that about? That Seriously. Cook and then being left yeah. out is wild. Like, and then going and picking an 80-minute hooker and it not being Cook is like, Outrageous. Well, you picked an 80 minute hooker that is, doesn't play 80 minutes. I was going to say, when was the last time Appy played fucking 80 minutes? Years. It's, it, I can't remember. Weird, he always man. plays in a two, two hooker system. Yeah, I think, yeah. He's fuck. not as effective. He's not as effective. Cookie's going to be pissed off. He'd be up for this Cookie, one. For sure. Cookie is definitely going to be up for it. Um, yeah, I, I, I reckon he is going to have a lot to say in this, in, in how this game mm. plays out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um he would be he would be my pick of the round for um captaincy option. Ooh, I think nice. he is What do you reckon he does? What do you, where do you reckon he goes here? Eighty plus, ninety plus? What are we talking? Ninety. Ninety <sighs> plus. Yeah. He's nice, look, he, he's nice. gonna be involved in, in and around the ruck all game. Um he's gonna be darting out a dummy half, he's gonna be putting on putting on one or two tries. He's he's going to be all, all about it, I think. Your boy Matty Tomoko looks pretty sexual in this game too. He, he does. He's um, he looks yeah, very Bunny, hard to handle. Bunny's Bunny's been conceding sixty five points the last six games, um, and obviously uh, Tass has his defensive issues sometimes. Who's marking up against him? So definitely one that look he has shown. Um, he's not the biggest um, center out there. But he's definitely the he's quick and strong and <laughs> yeah. agile and just yeah. a lot he's, to his um, game to like, man. He's, lot. he's fleet, fleet of foot. He's got a lot more toe than I thought he had, and yeah, he's a lot stronger. He's got a really nice fend on him. So mm. he's been going yeah, he's, going along at a really good clop, mm, as you would say. Yeah. To quote, to quote you, clip. I say clip. Yeah, clip, anyway, clip. Um, you've changed it now. It's not clop. No, no, anymore. no. I never, I never, I never say clop. clop. <laughs> you say clop. After a couple of screws, I do. <laughs> you say clop. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say anything. Cloppity clop. Goes at a good clop. It's, it's the, I've made it a quote now. It's, right it's clop. Right right Going at a good clop. It's clopping along, ultimately. It's a fucking Fuck yeah, no. You've had a few, haven't you? Cloppity <laughs> clop. Real big clop. Oh, fuck. Someone brought it up the other day, and I was like, yeah, he didn't. He meant to say clip. And they go. Yes. <laughs> Did I actually say clop? Yeah. Yeah, oh, we. I, I, oh yeah, you picked it out, didn't you? Of course yeah. I did. I'm gonna let that yeah. slide through to the keeper. I've been watching too much EPL. 
Uh, and nothing gets past the rubbers, mate. They'll- oh, not at all. No, they, <laughs> they'll, they, they, they'll call out anything. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Oh, God. Um, all right, yeah. last game of the round, Sunday, 4.05 p.m. Uh, Knights v. Manly, McDonald's Jones Stadium. Ins and outs here, bro. Like, how long you got? Mm. Um, all right, so Frizzell's out. Yeah, Frizzell's out um, for origin. Jack Johns comes in to take his place in the edge back row. Adam Elliott comes in at lock. Um, Leo Leo Thompson goes into the front row forwards. Um, some positional changes for the night. So Lockie Miller just dropped to the bench. Um, he's likely going to spell Crossland at hooker through the game. Um, Ponga shifts to starting fullback. Tyson Gamble comes into the vacant 5-8 spot. Gamble is a fucking epic play for people struggling in the halves. Mm. Pick him up. He's dual. This experiment is probably only going to go for like a month or something like that until they realize that um, Miller's killing it and they need to – That I, I don't know. It's it's not going to – it might not happen for a long time, but he needs to be in teams when he's playing because he's got good base and he's got upside, some level of upside. Um, on the other side with Manly, Turbo and DC are out. Um, on origin duties and Kyle Weeks and Cooper Johns are replacing them respectively. Uh, Gerbo and Burbo are both out with longer-term injuries, which is a big concern because they've already got LIA who's out injured. Um, Sean Kepi shifts into the lock spot and Samuele Fainu, so the brother, I think, of Manessi Fainu, mm. um, of Stabby Stabby um Fame. Uh, stabby, stabby, fame. <laughs> <laughs> stabby McStabberson. Stabby McStabberson. Um, Captain Stabber, if, if anyone uh, knows that, That's just uh, give us a bell. Uh, and uh, cr- interestingly, uh, Christian Tuapalotu is being carried on the bench as a utility back, which means that there's probably going to be some good minutes in there for the middlemen. So guys like Sipley, guys like um, Kepi, Bullimore. Obviously, Paseca, Bullimore, they're, they're going to get a lot of minutes. Um, and, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of um, lot of points to be had through the those big guys because I think this is going to be a bit of a hit out. Yeah. I love the Knights here. Love, 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 love the oh, Knights. Yeah. Um, obviously, it is hard to read with the, so many stars out, but you would suggest, the stats suggest at least, that the right attacking edges for both sides will have a day out here. Uh, we know, obviously, Manly's left-edge defense has been woeful over the last nine, ten mm. games. I mean, we've been talking about at nauseum about the right-winger scoring against Manly Seagulls up until last week where Rapana didn't score and ruined all our multis. But take <laughs> your mind back to when this all started. It started with Dom Young scoring a quaddy yeah. against Manly, and that kicked it off. From yeah. then on... Manly conceded a try to a right winger every single fucking game. So is that an omen? I think so. I do like Dom Young. I like him to score here. Maybe a double. This might be a second double. And the Knights are in attack are very like when it's not like when it's not Ponga that's really shifting the attack, they are a right dominant team. Naturally. Yes, exactly. Um, so, yeah, if, with Ponga at the back, maybe he he pushes the play a little bit left, but I think there's always going to be opportunities, especially when the defensive frailty is on that um, that right side or left side for the defense. Um, yeah, I think Dom Young is, is going to cross one. He, he's crossed 
just bear with me for a second. I'll bring up the um, the try screen sheets, but I think they've scored like all but maybe one one week in the past two months. Yeah, it's seven from eight. Seven from eight. Yeah. Yep. So it, they it, like it, twelve it's tries. Twelve tries in eight games. Yeah, it's it's money for a row, Honestly, yep. um, I think he's got. He doesn't need that that um, that many attacking stats to score well, uh, Dom Young. So he's definitely, if he's available on, on waivers, pick him up, playing this round for sure. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think this game's going to be an interesting one. I, I do think that um, defense might be put by the wayside, mm. similar to the the Broncos Warriors one, um, just ramped up a little bit more. <laughs> The other one is on the other side of the ball for Manly. I do like their right attack. So you're looking at Jason Saab here. Greg Marzio has allowed his opposite winger, so the right winger playing against him, to score a try in every game he's played at left wing bar one, which was on the weekend when Katoa didn't score. So some really sexy stats there for both of the right wingers in this game. I want to put together a nice little multi. I don't mind Knights 1-12 to into Saab into Dom Young. Ooh, I like that. I just put together that one on the fly, mate, just the top of my head. That's what I do. It's what you do. I love it. <laughs> Captaincy options in this one, I mean, there could be a few of us here that are chasing wins. For example, I've got Greg Marzu. There's no doubt in my mind he will have the C on him. I don't give a fuck what his matchup looks like. He's got the captaincy on him because I've only yeah. got three guys to pick from. So that's exactly what that's going to be. But, look, there's a few guys like... Paseca just going under the radar. Paseca is it, like a it, beast. It, I mean, I, I picked him up in one of my other leagues because I was struggling at front and forward. Five round average of 61. It's been an amazing pickup. Yeah. Hello. Absolutely. Yeah. At front and forward, he would have been a free agent. He was a free agent when I picked him up. So, yeah, it's definitely one of the ones that um, I think he's, he, he's possibly like a late round captaincy option because he'll get you 60 points. Um, which look at that point in the round, you're probably chasing for anything that you mm. can bank on. So he's a, he's a safe, safe captaincy option. And I think that that might be ramped up a little bit because I think the minutes are going to be um, uplifted for a lot of those manly forwards as well. The other guy I want to talk about is Adam Elliott, obviously now with a 13 on his back. I expect him to mm-hmm. keep that 13 on his back now for as long as he's healthy. Uh, I kept a close eye on him on the weekend because I picked him up. I'm sure a lot of you did because we did say pick him up a few weeks ago and stash him. Uh, Mm. He looked really good, right? So busy, gets through plenty of tackles. But the big thing that I like about Adam Elliott is when he's running the ball, he is offload first. He only made two offloads, but every single run he was trying to turn into the defense and sweep under and get the offload off. So I... Two offloads a game is his minimum. Yeah, and it's out. it's yeah. I mean, you've always got like two two or three different types of um, of locks: the pass before the line, or the go into the line and offload. And you all, as a super coach player, you want the second type. And Adam Elliott is that in spades. He's yep. awesome. You're going to get thirty points in tackles, twenty points in runs, right? So you're already looking at 50 points. That's just pure base. And then at least you're going to get two offloads and maybe one tackle break. And this is the bare minimum. And what does that put you at, 60? Without even 
fucking trying without anything. even breaking a sweat not even doing anything special so yep yeah, i do love adam elliott and we've talked about this in the preseason as well for for teams that have a two two rf setup like we do it's always good to have a real base heavy guy that's never going to go below 60 and you can count on him week in week out and then have the other guy as your rotation with a couple of two rfs that are strike edge back rowers if you're running with your three to our ref uh, team makeup have two uh, edge back rowers and uh, strike edge back rowers and a you know a base heavy guy like a lock like a normal rugby league team makeup mm. you want someone in there that you can rely on to get 60 so i'm happy that i've brought adam elliott in and i'm happy that he's going to be that guy with me i've got zach hosking and ellie Katal who are both strike edge back rowers i can rotate them through that other spot um, and I can just keep Adam Elliott in there, and he's going to get me 60 every week. So I'm happy that that's panned out. Nice. Um, what else to talk about here? Um, KP's going to brain it. Big fucking game from KP here. We should captain him in the listener league, I think. Oh, without doubt. He's yep. definitely going to be the, the anchor for a lot of teams who have him. Um, yeah, I... I'm not. I'm not overly enthused with the game, if I'm honest. Um, it does have a lot of history, obviously, in the Knights and Knights and Manly. So there'll there'll be a lot of gusto um, brought out there. I think it is going to be one battled through the middle. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Knights will have it over the top of them for sure. K.O. Weeks is a nice little pick up and play for this week. He's got a really good matchup statistically, and the kid can fucking play. So fire him up if um, you need troops. Other than that, I'm just looking along here. Josh Houston needs to be picked up. If he's not in teams, I mean, fuck. Oh, yeah. If you were questioning his football ability up until the weekend, now you know. Now you fucking yeah. know. I, p- I picked him up in all my leagues, and I had to drop him to pick up um, someone for last week. And Ooh. it hurt. It hurt. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no. I should never oh, second well. guess myself. Ah, oh, well. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's the games. Let's get into the happy ending. You want happy ending? I got a Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck so yeah. We're going to rub you down real nice here. So we'll talk about the top starts and sits. So this is guys, obviously, that you want a VC and captain and guys that you don't want a VC and captain for this week. So... Your starts, Jermaine Asako, JDB, Mitch Moses, Jordan Ricky, Matty Tomoko, Tane Milne, K.O. Weeks, Dom Young, Tyrell Sloan, Zach Lomax, and guys that just, yeah, don't VC or captain these guys. Josh Hodgson, Lachlan Ilias, Albert Hopawati, Seb Chris, Tessie New, Scott Drinkwater, Katoni Staggs, Josh Schuster, Jordan Rapiner, and Jackson Ford. The top statistical team... So if you were going to pick a rep team just based on stats for round 13, this would be your team. Hooker, uh, JMK, front row forwards, you've got AFB and Tenila Paseca. Left to our ref is Connolly Lemelu. Right to our ref is, what have we got? There's Cardi playing right to Cardi, our ref. Cardi is more than likely going to play left to our ref because he's been filling in for Lane. 
that they're unlikely to shift him across to the right. So that'll be Dury. Dury there at right to RF. Locke, Jermaine Hopgood. Halfback, Adam Reynolds. 5'8", Dylan Brown. Left wing, Micah Sivo. Left centre, Herbie Farmworth. Right centre, Matty Tomoko. Right wing, Jermaine Asako. And fullback, Ruben Garrick. Uh, yeah, so... I'm pretty happy I've got two of them. So mm. at, at, for, at two out of three, ain't bad. I've got absolutely <laughs> fucking none of them. Uh, honestly, it won't matter too much. Mm. All, all you need is one to go large. Interesting. Interesting round. Mm. Um, the last thing I just want to touch on here is just a bit of a flip and flat fetch chat. Um, obviously, this time of the year, we're probably because we will touch on guys that are prepping for finals in a couple of weeks. We're gonna do, we're gonna do a fucking huge podcast on strength of schedules and prepping for the finals. We'll probably do that here on the rubdown and on the wire as well. But just mm. to touch on the un, other end of the spectrum here, guys that need Ws, right? So guys that are sort of trailing in their league on the bottom of the ladder. And you've got to fucking make moves now. Uh, and don't hesitate. Like, now's the time. You need to start making moves. What's the point of playing um, and keeping all the players that you want and doing whatever and keep going the way you're going and losing games? What's the point of playing? What's the point, point of playing draft? Like, you've got to play to win. And if you've got to make up ground, it's time to start doing that right now. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to talk about a couple of flips and fashions just based on um, form, and then Walker. Maybe you can talk about a couple of guys due to strength of schedule that you like for flip and fetch. But um, a few guys that I'm talking about as a flip. JMK has seven assists in nine games. Now I know he's a gun, but I just can't see him keeping up that type of output. Yeah, it's not that, and and that's the thing. It's not the heavy base that's propping his scores. It's it is that attacking outside one hundred. Um, 100. Yeah. So he could be packaged up in a nice little flip deal there. AFB, four tries in five games. Fuck, sell this cunt now. <laughs> Please, like, that. this is, like, the top sell at the moment for yeah. AFB. Like, get him out of there. Just pick up. You could get AFB. You get a two for one. You could pick up just a 50-point plotter, front row forward, and probably get a strike edge back row at the moment for AFB, like, yeah, you could you could genuinely genuinely get Cotter plus a yeah. a, a strike mm. CTW. Mm-hmm. Yep, easily, easily. Yeah, God, he is such a sexy sell. I I would love to have him in my side right now, just because it'd be so fun in the chats selling him. Oh, like it yeah. just it'd be so good. Um, the other guy I talk about Zach Hosking. So played oh, sixty two yeah. minutes on the weekend. Which is, it's a fair chunk of minutes, but it's not what we want. We want 80 minutes. Sorensen got the 80. Martin got 34 off the bench and Salmon got 18. Now, Salmon will probably- Salmon float- comes in and comes in and he actually takes Hoskins' position. He does. So, and yeah. Salmon's going to stay around that 15 to 20 minutes, but Martin will demand more minutes as the year goes on and he stays healthy. Sorensen, he's just got the hot hand at the moment. Now, Zach Hosking is- an absolute weapon. Like he scored, what did he score? 55 or something in that 62. And it was just all yeah. in base. He had, had 
no attacking Which is great. a great PPM for an edge back rower. Yeah, but you, want him, you want him playing 80 minutes. So like, oh, 100%, 100%. If over this origin period with Martin out and Hosking can play a couple of 80-minute games and he can score a couple of tries maybe or gets a big game in him, sell him as soon as he does that, please. Mm. Because there's just so many mouths to feed there. And from a pure rugby league stance, it makes sense that they're rotating these guys. Do you know what I mean? Like bringing Salmon on brings a lot of energy, brings a lot of fucking let's go, boys, just gets them hyped up, can score a try in 10 minutes. He really can. He has done it in the past. So it makes sense for them to play like this. Not great for his super coach output, um, old Zach Hosking. So he's on my watch list to trade. Uh, and the other guys, the Parramatta boys, Dill Brown has a five-round average of 92 and Mitch Moses has a five-round average of 80. So mm. that's just purely on that's their ceiling now. Yeah, and I mean, like, you could you could genuinely – and I had this conversation with one of the patrons um, through the week. Like, you could genuinely almost get anyone for Dill Brown at the moment. Yep. He's in some sublime form. You could even package up. You'd probably have to give an extra, um, like a CQW or something like that, but you could easily get the Dill Brown to Munster trade happening. And if you've got a, if you've got, if you're looking to the finals, you have to be looking at who they're playing in the finals. Oh, and they have a dog shit. Dog shit. So bad. Dog shit run. It's so fucking it is, bad. It is so difficult. Um, for our grand final, they'll be playing Panthers. Yep. For the week before, they're, they're playing like the Rooster or someone. It, it is it is really, really tough run. And so, if your grand final is round 27 when the Eels have the bye, now's the time to pull the trigger yeah. right now. If you, if you wait too long, all of your other opponents are going to be twigging to the idea that, oh, actually, why would I bring in someone of that value if they're not going to be playing in the most important game of the season? 100%. You target someone that's lower in the ladder – and you go, I'll trade you Dill Brown off a five-round average of 92, and they're going to go, is it fucking Christmas? What the fuck's going on mm. here? It's, it's, it's a no-brainer, no-brainer. Some guys that I'm interested in here at picking up, just based on form at the moment, TPJ came back on the weekend, 78 super coach points, 57 minutes, 33 tackles, 18 runs, all of which were above eight metres. So yeah. it wasn't the nine offload game that we're used to. It was just all grunt work. So yeah, you no, you that, chuck uh, in a game where he does all of that plus six offloads. He's, he's ton enough for sure. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And playing Origin, you, I've said it before, cunts that come back from Origin, they just, they just grow another leg. Yeah. So I, I love him as a target. Um, Sammy Walker is an interesting one, man, because – there's just so much uncertainty about about it, right? And as an owner, I'm starting to get jack of it. I really am. And when I have those feelings, I go, okay, how can I articulate this on the podcast and talk about this guy, right? So if you have if you're running with a Lachlan Ilias, right, maybe it is worth going to the guy that's got Sam Walker and go, I'll give you Lachlan Ilias for Sam Walker right? And at the very worst, it's an AE situation. Sam Walker doesn't come back. But is it worth punting Lachlan Ilias on the chance that Sam Walker comes back and plays for the Roosters with their strength of schedule in the finals? Like, even if if I was an owner of... I don't don't think I'd 
I'd take that trade. Well, that was just an example. So, because obviously yeah. you're not you're not trading like the high end halfbacks, but the lower end halfbacks. Your Fogarty. I think I think someone like a Hastings or someone like Hastings. That is yeah, your lower end would tickle the taint for yep, sure. Your lower end guys, where you're just like, look, I'll give you this guy, especially if if the guy who owns Sam Walker is coming second last. Mm, yeah, and you yeah. go, I'll give you Jamal Fogarty for Sam Walker. They're going to go, I just need points, bro. Yes, take Sam Walker. Yeah, exactly. And if it works out, you're just like, what a trade. What a trade. So interesting. Obviously, don't do it if you're happy with your halfback. But if you're running with someone where you're just like, look, having this halfback ain't going to win me a fucking championship. Do you no, know what I mean? It's not going to no. get me any closer to getting a trophy. But maybe if I get Sam Walker on my side and the Roosters go on a run with that strength of schedule, maybe it gets me a little bit closer. Now's the time. Do it now while they're not playing and Sam Walker's still under an injury cloud. Because if he comes back in round 14 and puts 70 points on, that dream's dead. Yeah. So I mean, and, and it's dead very quickly. Very. It's, a, it, it's, it's the same as like when um, so TPJ's back. If you wanted to make a play for him, it's probably too late now. Mm. Uh, guys, guys, looking into the finals. Um, guys are going to be coming back around that sort of time. Billy Kicks mm. is one to um, think of a stash. Probably not now because you have to hold him until like round twenty. Um, but Bulldogs are starting to hit some form in attack. Um, like Burton starting to have a bit more impacts. Starting to starting to strategy stuff a little bit more. So I think by the time. By the time Kicks is back, I think that'll be a really good injection for that side come finals time for Supercoach. It's definitely one to look at. I think a really good fetch um, at the moment, not necessarily statistically, but just based on um, team structure and how it's played out, is Teague Wilton. Mm. Now, with, um, with Talakai in the team, takes a lot of the defensive pressure away from... Um, away from Teague Wilton in his runs because they're worried about mm. um, Talakai's running game. With um, <laughs> with Connor Tracy, though, they they almost mark up more on Teague Wilton. Wilton yeah. They're less worried. They're less worried. So he's – and the attack sees that and they'll bypass Wilton altogether. Mm. So Wilton's missing out on a lot of um, hit up in attack. And, yeah, it's it has hurt his scores in the last two rounds. And – if you're smart enough, you can have that conversation. With, not not have that conversation, but have a conversation with the owner and say, "Look, Wilton's been playing up a shit the last few weeks. Um, I, I'm just keen to keen to grab him to have a have a roll of the dice, knowing in the back of your mind that Talakai is coming back soon. Um, he's going to be getting back to those 60s, 70 um, average games with the upside." And we've seen he's topped the ton this season once. He's gone over 80 again. Um, it, it's definitely something that is, is in him. Um, and there's a reason for that down um, downward spiral that he's in at the moment. So he's a, he's a good one to pick up, I think. Mm, I don't um, mind that sim- call. Similar, similar sort of vein is Reed Marnie. So he's obviously dropped a, a couple of stinkers in the last few rounds. Um, Hooker's a very difficult spot to, um, to manage at the moment. So... Yeah, he's definitely one to um, one to look at because what did he score last round? It was like seventeen with that um, 
with with that sin binning. So even with the sin bin, you'd expect him to score like um, 30, 30 odd or something. So yeah, he's he's dropped a couple of thirties this season as well and a forty. So mm. he's definitely one that you could, if you've got a, a decent um, decent hooker, which there aren't too many this season, um, you could even do like a package deal to, to get him. And yeah, he only misses that one game in round twenty three in your finals. And apart from that, the the dogs don't have the worst of strength of schedule. Yeah, I do like that. Another guy, Ezra Mam. So back-to-back 26-point games, but they did play the Storm and the Panthers over those two games, and one of those Mm. games was without Adam Reynolds. And We talked about the effect that not having Adam Reynolds on that side is really bad for Ezra Mm. Mam's output, super coach-wise. Five-round average of 47. Um, Yeah, look, the strength of schedule at the moment isn't great, but it does clear up a lot um, when you get towards the back end of the season. So, especially with- the run, the run the table from round seventeen to um, to twenty two, they have one of the better strength of schedules. Yeah, and I think he's got like the second or third best strength of schedule among so the second second best strength of schedule for the run the table. So round seventeen to twenty two, that specific to the left halves. So yep. yeah, he's definitely one to target for sure. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um. So, like I said earlier, we have been talking a lot about guys that are sitting up the top end of the table with players that aren't playing in their grand final because they have a buy mm-hmm. about selling them. But yep. I sort of want to touch on the other end of the spectrum here, guys that are lower end of the table that need wins. So, for example, and this is such a good um, example, is if you are playing your grand final around 26, Someone like a Cam Murray as a target is so, so he's, prime. He's such a he's such a buy low candidate too. Five he's, round he's dr- average of forty seven, bro. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Like there's the set the the buying market there. So if one you go, bro. He's got a five round average of forty seven. He's dropping stinkers. And the other thing is, he doesn't play round twenty six. What are you gonna do with him? Yeah. All of a sudden, I, um, oh, I try, you get Cam try, Murray try, for try- peanuts. I tried to get in for Hopgood. That didn't work. Oh, oh. Um, another guy, Keon Kolomatangi, might yeah. come back this week, might not. Do you know what I mean? If you're coming lower in the in the league, a perfect he, pickup now for a buy-low situation. He, but, but when he plays, it's the flip side of the um, the Cody Walker situation. Ilias uses his edge bank rower often. Mm. So it definitely – and we've already seen it with how he uses Cheekham. Um, so look, I think with how devastating a runner, um, Cole Amatangi is, oh, I'll be eyeing him off massively. Exactly. You want to be, be aiming to, to get him in before this round starts. If you, you want to be ramping up those conversations. Cause it's like, it works conversely. So we're talking about the guys that have these guns. So just say you're playing round 27 is your grand final. You, you have, Dylan Brown as your 5'8", right? And you're sitting second. You're like, okay, I love Dylan Brown, but looks as though I'm going to go deep in the finals. I can't carry Dylan Brown all the way through, and he's, his price is going to drop the closer I get to the finals. You you need to sell it to someone, and to, the perfect person to sell it to is someone coming low. And the same reason that that is a good sell it's a good buy for someone that's coming lower in the ladder. So it's an amicable trade that everyone's going to be happy with. 
And that should be happening. That should be happening fucking super saiyan right now. Right mm. now, round 13, 14, 15, those trades should be happening just going at it crazy. Like, if you're coming at the top of your ladder, you should be looking at the guys coming third last, second last, and last, and going, who can I pick up out of their team? Who who yeah, can I, I like get it. out of their team that they can't carry, and who can I give them to help them uh, get some wins? Yeah, and, um, and and like now now is the time to get those Parramatta players. If you're if you're a around twenty, it, it doesn't matter if it, like the Eels have a terrible strength of schedule, and if you're playing around twenty seven, mm, their strength of schedule final, now is so good. they don't they don't have a buy. Yeah, uh, they don't play. They have a buy. Um, so yeah, the strength of schedule leading into the finals though is quite good. They got the sixth best overall strength of schedule. So yeah, and Gutho has the second best strength of schedule among, amongst fullbacks. Dylan Brown has the third best strength of schedule amongst left halves. Mm. Sivo sixth best strength of schedule amongst left wingers. So if you need help to get into the finals, fuck. and again, guys, Patreon. This is all black and white. You can go in there and look at this, and you can go through your whole team, work out their strength of schedules, and look at the guy coming last and look at the players he's got. And now cross-reference that with the strength of schedule and go, okay, sweet, this is how I can attack him and really formulate a comprehensive fucking trade that you can put towards him that will help you and no doubt he's going to be happy with. I mean, I, I honestly don't know how I did trades before we had these stat sheets, bro. It was hit and hope. A lot yeah. of the time, it's genuinely just hit and hope, and you're just going off vibe and all that sort of stuff. At least now, you can make those decisions with a bit of stats behind it to actually prop it up. It's good. Like, um, yeah, we've got a whole raft of different flip and fetch sheets that we that we put out on Patreon each week. Now we we do update them each week as well, so it's effectively taking our strength of schedule stats and comparing it between the current. Um, the current rounds that we're talking about, so rounds nine to sixteen, and then comparing that to what are those players' strength of schedule between rounds seventeen and twenty-two, and then it picks out the stats machine goes, doop, 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 and then it comes it, exactly. It comes out and it identifies purely based on the defensive frailties of their opposition, which which team, um, which players are going from an easy run to a more difficult run i.e. a flip target, or going from a difficult run into an easier run, and those would be a fetch target. Now, you use use those to, uh, to loosely identify targets, and then you, you narrow it down by players who are actually performing well. So, or players that are, um, and, and that's mainly for your fetch targets. So, for instance, um, Alex Johnson, if he, if he, Continues on his try scoring run. He obviously scored the double over the weekend. If he continues on that on that run, the the bunnies have a fairly difficult run at the moment. And then from round seventeen to twenty two, he actually has the second best strength of schedule for left wings. So if he if he maintains that against more difficult opposition, it just goes to show that it could be go up even further, and he'll overperform even more. In that um, in that round, run the table section for rounds seventeen to twenty two, so makes it really easy to pick out your your targets, and then you can use the you can manipulate the um, what you show to your opposition, mm. um, and then s- pick out the things that make the player look bad that you want, 
or conversely make your player look good. I mean, in all honesty, is, yeah. if you're trading with someone, just say like one of us was trading with a guy that doesn't know anything about our Patreon. Do you know what I mean? Like you're you're in a fight with a Gatlin gun and the cunt's got a spoon. <laughs> Simple as that. Like you yeah, are armed yeah. to the teeth if you've got our Patreon statues. I'm telling you, every every decision I've made, I will I make most most of my decisions now off the stat sheets anyway. But now, being where I am, I'm in the top four. I'm sitting pretty. Every decision I make now, whether I bring in guys in a free agent, making waiver claims, proposing trades, bets, everything is done after I've first looked at all the strength of schedule and matchups for sort of rounds 20 plus, specifically finals round 23 to 26 because that's how I'm building my team now. I'm pretty confident that I'm going to be in the finals now and that's where I'm building my team now. I want all of my players in my team to have the best possible statistical matchups from round 23 to 26. And if you're not doing that and you're up the toppy tip of the ladder, you're doing it wrong. The, the only thing it can't do is predict injuries. Otherwise, we would not be in the position no, well, in with injuries. No. Uh, well, <laughs> fuck, can't do it. We can't do everything. Maybe, we do maybe everything, one day, we we'll, okay? Maybe one yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. The, the Nostradamus picks. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. All right. That's enough blowing our own horn. We've done enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> we are fucking good, though, just to be clear. We're, we're good at it, though. Yep. All right. You got any questions? Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy. I do, I do. So bear with me for a second. I'll just bring him up. So we've got a we've got a couple. So Plotter has asked um, for draft. Front row forward needed. Um, stashing Thompson, but he's recently lost um, Gerbo. Um, how high of a waiver is Joe Offer? I just don't like spending high waivers on front row forwards. Yeah, I, I, I took the liberty of answering this one before because it was a um, it was a waiver one. So I, I mentioned to him, same thing. Uh, for any front row forward, is only worth the mid waiver claim at best. Yep. Um, and he's got he's got a solid month in him until RCG gets back, and then he's just going in the rotation. So, yeah. Um, I would I would rather keep. Or improve my waiver position from one to five, then spend a waiver on a front row forward. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. Yep. Um, my my waiver position has not been that high this season. I don't expect <laughs> it to go that high. Um, so strong, courageous cats has asked us: Do we drop Lockie Miller, or could he, or could he potentially claim the five eight role? Um. Yeah, I, I think it's a bit of a rage trade if you if you get rid of him now. He is an AE nightmare um, at the moment, coming off the bench. But I would just see how it plays over the next couple of rounds. All right, hard. Uh, next one, big dog's got to eat. Um, so he has asked us. Uh, sorry for the long context on this one. So he's, he's the commissioner of his league and copying an absolute spray from the masses for playing the buyers. Um, <laughs> Mate, it's yeah, your it's your fucking, fucking it's your kingdom, champ. You yep. do what you want. They just need to fall in line. 
So this is this is despite everyone everyone in the league talking a big game in the preseason um, that the bio weeks were all part of super Co- the super coach experience, which you've literally said more than once. Yep. Um, I actually think I'm the worst off in the comp as I'm flat out putting four players on on the on the part this weekend. Look, buddy, we're both in the same position, so don't you worry about that. It is, uh, and it is all part of Supercoach because what's going to happen now? Everyone's in the same position. Is teams are going to purge their teams, and there's you'll you'll find that waivers and free agents. There's going to be blokes popping up on there that you go, oh, who's this? And it's going to create drama. It's going to create more movement, and it's fun. It creates, yeah, it makes it more enjoyable. I mean, 100%. and the the years that we've played where you don't play Supercoach for, for a whole week is torture for me. Like, yeah. middle of the season it's, it's not playing Supercoach. bad enough having an off-season. Yeah, like, it is fucking torture. I, there's no way. I'd rather play with three players like I am this week <laughs> than have a bye. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, with that in mind, he's writing off this week and he's open to banking a short-term stash. Tyrone and Peachy might be done this week if Tonga is back next week. Mm. I agree with that. Um, I think if if that does happen, Tyrone and Peachy might go into um, onto the bench as a utility option, or they may just punt him entirely, mm. which is a big concern for anyone who's got him in draft because uh, he's been playing quite well. Um, I'm going to drop a prop for a TRF in preparation for next week, but it's slim pickings. Would you consider either Nathan Brown or Jaden Ockenball? So Nathan Brown's a fantastic pickup while Vic Radley is out. So the most Vic Radley will be out is four matches. Um, he looked good. Nathan Brown on the weekend scored 50 Supercoach points. I think he's a great four-week plug-and-play. But once Vic Radley's back, there's way too middles, too many middles in that side. Um, oh, 100%. For Nathan well, and, and, Brown and to be doing anything. Especially um, your 2RF options there. You've got the Butcher Brothers, you've got Satilli, mm. you've got Crichton, and now Brown. I mean, they've got to be, they've got to be carrying some bigger middles um, than those. Like, obviously, Brown would end up going through the forward rotation, similar to what um, Crichton has been doing a little bit of. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd personally probably go, um, if it's a more longer term, Jaden Ockenball has actually been looking quite good playing. Scoring um, try, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like either of them for a long-term nah, option. No. Nah. Yeah. Um, all right, next one. Anthony's asked one, but I've answered that earlier. So who, who are we picking out of um, Elliot or Schuster this week, this week as a as a waiver pickup? Ooh, both of them are very good. Schuster, yeah. obviously, number one, though. Yeah, I've said, I've said Schuster's number one unless you've very well stocked in the 5-8 spot and then – you go, Elliot, for that. I um, do love both of them. Love, both of them are great pickups. Schuster just has that upside yeah. um, and the dual eligibility. You can't ignore that either. Yeah, exactly. That, that's that's something that is very, very enticing. Uh, William has asked us, uh, worried about players backing up from origin, need to stash uh, CTW. So do I go Junior Tupo, mm-hmm. uh, CNK, um, his fullback was, uh, is Miller, but he's also got uh, Jaden Campbell, so it's uh, um, it would be a nice little uh, stash there to, to cover his fullback spot when J- Jaden Campbell gets punted, mm. or Justin Olam. So 
Jinny Zerbo, CNK, or Olam? So, hmm, Tigers have Raiders, Titans, Storm, Cowboys in the next one, two, three, four rounds. It's not a bad. Yeah, because maybe, may, I mean, it's hard to tell. Tigers looked fucking unbeatable on the weekend. Hmm. And, yeah, Junior is an absolute beast. Maybe Junior, maybe Junior. The, the one thing I will say, cows, the, like the um, the Tigers aren't going to be playing the cows every round. No, they do they, play they them can't, they, they, four they rounds, can't. though. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they do play them pretty quick. Oh, um, look, I, you can't, you wouldn't be able to trust them, surely. Yeah, fuck, I don't know. I, the whole season we've been saying, um, don't trust anyone with a little tiger next to their name, and then uh, on the, and then the, on the, the trust, weekend, the trust might the trust might be starting to starting to come. I think. Well, they did have one, two, three, four, five players turn up. Five, six players turn up. I mean, when you have a score of sixty six put down, you'd be hoping you get at least six times. Mm. So, fuck, it's I don't bit, know. Bit, dis- bit disappointed. Nofo didn't get a ton. I do, I, I do like, like I do like Junior Tupu. I do like Stafford Toa. Obviously, I love uh, Dream Buller because yes, they had the upside, the tries and stuff like that. But they were busy. Lots of runs, mm. lot of tackle breaks, offloads. Very super coach friendly type guys like that. Fucking Stafford Toa, just making mince meat of Val Holmes, who is a international Australian rugby league player. Just palmed him twice in the face. Just went, oots, fuck off, cunt. And then he came back and he goes, I already told you once, oots, fuck off. <laughs> Sit down. And it was- it That's was Val a, Holmes, bro. It was a proper bath. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't even like any, any throwback from, from Holmes. So yeah. I'll Daddy like, said, sit down. Daddy said, sit. Fuck. Um, yeah, I, 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 I 100% agree. I, I do I do like um Tupo, but I think um CNK is the better option. Bit of um, flexibility there. Flexibility with the, the fullback spot. He's had a pretty s- standard score that you get from him. You're 40 to 60 sort of points. Um and you kind of bank that and you're happy with it. So mm. if he's available, I mean like he doesn't have the upside of of your your Tupo and like the the Tigers might be turning turning the table a little bit. But, yeah, I think the way the Warriors have been going, we know that CNK's spot is safe as houses. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be going him. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, thoughts on Fainu? Fainu. Sam- Samuela Fainu. So I think he's, uh, he's, he's a front row forward like a prop. So um, he's only played two games off the bench. I haven't really looked too much at him. Um, he's obviously coming in on at that edge spot, so on the left side. I know, there's um, plenty, plenty of better options in in your back row this week if you're just picking up plug and play. I would say yes, but he's obviously going to be playing next to um, Schuster, so they scored a they scored a bit down that left edge last weekend. Yep. 
Maybe, maybe. Maybe, yeah. I don't. I honestly don't know enough about him to make a decision yeah. on this one. I, I really from, don't know. From a, from a Supercoach scoring perspective, i got no Scooby. From an actual NRL perspective, I also don't have a Scooby, unfortunately. Mm. Um, I just know that the guy who plays at um, at the Tereff spot next to Schuster typically plays well when Schuster plays well. So something to think about. If, if you're really chasing the win, maybe use a late in for you. Because um, they do play the last game of the round, uh, and then the triple champ has asked us um, any secret info on the injury to Elie Katoa. Can't find anything. Yeah, I listened to uh, Brian on the Magic Sponge podcast. AC joint mechanism didn't look that bad, uh, but he did say with the buy that he might be okay for the following round, so round fourteen. If not, round fifteen should be pretty sweet. Um, but that's really all the information I've got on that. So it didn't look that bad, but with AC joints, it might be two, three weeks at, at the max with the mechanism that it looked like in that in that um, instance. Okay, sweet. All right, well, that sorts that out. That's it, that's all. That's it, that's all. Yeah. All right, bro, well, well fuck. Add the other ones on there. Another decent hit out. What's um? So our plans we've got, mate. This is this is where it gears up, people, for the rub down. So we're gearing up for finals. Lots going on. Next week we're going to be down in Sydney. Well, I'm going to be down in Sydney with the boys. Uh, we'll do the wire. We'll do yeah more flip and fetch talk. Uh, team catch ups. Some targets. Um, just a fucking good old dribble with the boys. A big old dribble first. Don't you worry about that. Um, and then, and then we're looking at round seventeen for a huge final strength of schedule podcast. And then we will probably do we'll dive into the grand final games for round. 25 26 and 27 just to give you an you guys an early look at the matchups mm. um so that you can start planning for your grand finals it's no good us telling you about all the best matchup for the grand finals on that round because it might be a little bit little too late sort of thing so try and give you a few weeks heads up on your grand finals for that one we're going to do a huge uh, patreon only Q and A's, so do a few podcasts for different final systems just for Patreon subscribers, and then we'll just fucking cruise on into the finals. We'll probably kick up Supercoach Survivor at some point. What round do you reckon Oof. we'll start that? Maybe close close to the start of the finals. So maybe round twenty. Like, yeah, maybe round twenty. That gives us seven rounds. Yeah, no, that'd be good. It'll try keep things interesting towards the back of the season too. We'll try and get Guru involved in that. Try and get a three-way Supercoach Survivor. Might put a big bet on that one. I think that'd be fantastic. Nothing better than a three-way. Mm-hmm. All right, bro. Let's get out of here. Good hit out. <sighs> That's the final sign, rubbers. Make sure you go follow us on all our socials. If you haven't already, you're a dog. You know that. Um, remember, there are many things that we could do at this time. And Patreon's better. Oh, fuck it. Look at him. He's, all, he's always promoting. You're damn right, Wooker. Catch us next round on the Weekly Rubdown. You can take me down. I have seen it all. Get that India. Catch up.